come. Amen? amen. Let's say amen. amen. Yes, sir. Amen. That's all right. Amen. amen. Yes, sir. Lord, why 
another sunday episode of the story of my life led by guess who that's right me your presenter on this beautiful sunday afternoon sarah adewale yeah it's such a nice day outside i love it when we have nice weather i cannot stand the freaking cold or the snow no offense to all you winter fans out there that's just me that's just not me Not at all. (laughs) Yeah, this is another YMCA episode where I talk some more about the rest of my co-workers. In the previous episode I did yesterday, I talked about my three co-counselors who worked with me in my assigned camp group, Kahagon, which was the youngest age group of campers at the summer camp in Camp Oratim. I also talked about the girl who served as the arts and crafts specialist to all the campers at camp. In this episode, I'll I'll try my best to talk about the others as much as I can remember, but I guess I'll start off by giving a refresher about all the camp groups at the Y Summer Camp. Um, Like I just mentioned, Kahagon was one of them. The campers in that group were between the ages of 5 through 6, and that was the largest group of campers. I think it was close to 30 campers, um, but I could be totally wrong about that. Anyway, the supervisors decided to have the Kahagan group be split up into four different colors. Blue, green, red, and yellow. Uh, which made it easier now uh, because then it would be seven to eight campers per color group and then counselors leading over those certain color groups so for me personally i was mostly assigned to the blue team so i was in a group of eight campers in kahagan blue so at some point that consisted of five boys and three girls other times it was four boys and three girls or five boys and i guess two girls i mean it the numbers changed um depending on which campers last day of camp it was and you know all that other stuff um so it was it was always one counselor per four color groups and of Kahagan campers um so I guess that meant that was me and one team like on the blue team um the woman who I talked about mostly on the green team and you know so on and so forth um hopefully that makes some sense and um aside from the arts and crafts specialist 
taught by the girl um, who I just talked about in the previous episode. Um, other specialist activities included swimming, obviously, um, boating, fishing, nature cabin, archery, and challenge course. General activities included gaga, which I think is sort of like dodgeball, so I could explain it for now. Um, tetherball, um, which obviously you guys know what that is. Um, basketball and jump rope and, you know, other activities to play in the basketball court area. Um, scavenger hunts if they were assigned to camp groups on particular days of special camp events and you know playing with the chalk on the um blacktop field um the campers had a chance to like play with the chalk on the road area um so that was another one of the activities um yeah i'm not sure if you guys understood what i meant by the blacktop field um hopefully y'all get the picture um, so I guess I'll continue to talk about the rest of the camp groups besides Kahagan. Um, the complete opposite of Kahagan was Teen Venture, um, which probably stands for Teenage Adventure. And y'all guessed it right. That was the oldest age group of campers between the ages of 12 through 14. So it was middle school aged kids. Um, I'll talk more about the male counselor who was in charge of that particular group for the entire camp program, um, but not yet. I want to get through the rest of the camp groups first. Um, so Kahagan was the youngest age group and Teen Venture was the oldest age group. These two camp groups were co-ed groups, meaning obviously that they consisted of boys and girls. Um, The other gender-based groups were two girls groups called G1 and G2, and three boys groups called B1, B2, and B3. Obviously for each of the camp girls groups, Um, There would be female counselors in charge of those groups. And um, for the boys groups, it would be male counselors in charge. And so, yeah, that was pretty obvious. Only Kahagan and Teen Venture were the only two co-ed camp groups. Um, So now I'm going to talk about the male counselor who was in charge of the teen venture group um so that would be this guy who's about three years younger than me um i actually follow him on instagram and in his and in his posts i saw that he's since grown his hair from the last time i've seen him which was almost two summers ago um at the time he had a shaved head which i thought was pretty cool He's a tall guy who's quite slim and he wears glasses. He mentioned to me that he's half Asian and half Norwegian. Um, His last name sounds Norwegian. 
um, but he looks more Japanese, um, which he is on his mom's side. Um, so I thought that was a pretty attractive combo, and he is a super nice guy. Um, at the time he said that he'd been going to Bergen Community College, um, but I completely forgot what he said. He'd been studying there. I'm sure he must have graduated by now um, because in September of that year, he turned 21. So that makes him about 22 right now. And I'll just give myself a quick water break. <clears throat> Yep, I'm back. So yeah, for this guy, um, I chose. I think he chose to be in charge of the teen venture group um, because he said he felt more comfortable working with the older kids. I don't think I've ever seen him once assigned to any other camp groups, such as one of the boys groups or Kahagan or anything. Um, he obviously wouldn't be in charge of any of the girls' groups. That's for sure. Um, so he's a guy. So if he were to be in charge of the younger groups, um, I'm sure he would have been assigned to either one of the boys' groups um, or to Kahagan. But yeah, never to the girls' groups, obviously. Um, but instead, I think he chose to be with Teen Venture. He was an amazing counselor and I guess a bit strict with the campers when necessary. Um, but he wasn't super strict, of course. Um, he was just great at giving out commands. And a few times I've gotten him to help me get my Kahagan campers to be dressed up more quickly. And um, my campers immediately immediately followed his instructions um he just had that voice you know that loud commanding voice where you just had to like obey him right away no matter what um but he was a super nice guy and i'm pretty sure he still is i only regret having not asked for his phone number uh, because he and i would always engage in conversation and the wise building hallway uh, out in the hallway each afternoon um after we have finished signing out all of our campers completely you know and confirmed that some of them were staying in aftercare so yeah he and i would be waiting out in the building's hallway each afternoon and i'll be sitting on one of the two chairs um just you know sort of waiting for my dad to come pick me up um, because obviously I do not drive yet. <laughs> so yeah, um, he and I would be engaged in brief conversations um, until my dad called me to let me know that he was outside already and that, you know, I should come out so that he could um, drop me off home. Yeah. Um, but... I guess it's a plus that I do follow this guy on Instagram, so um, I guess that's sort of an alternative to getting his phone number. <laughs> um, and now that I really think about it, he actually sort of reminds me of the guy whom I worked alongside with at the 
YWCA this past summer. Um, you know, um, the guy who was in charge of group three at the YWCA, um, this guy at the YWCA, whom I mentioned, went to Montclair State with me. Well, not physically with me, um, but he was, he's also an SCM student. So that stands for the School of Communication and Media. Um, you know, wears glasses too. And he's Syrian-American. Yeah, thinking about it now, I realize that both guys sort of resemble each other. But not very much. It's just a little teeny tiny bit though, in my opinion, because of the fact that they both wear glasses and they're both kind of tall and, you know, on the skinny side. So, yeah. But this guy whom I just talked about, um, the one who worked with me at the Y in charge of the teen venture group whom I just mentioned, that I follow on Instagram, yeah, I believe he lives in Teaneck, um, so it's not too far from the Y building in Hackensack. It's very close by. Um, so one time, when my dad came to pick me up after my shift was over and we were going home, so um, so um, on the River Street in Hackensack, we would always passed by the white manor restaurant um and where i'm talking about the one located on 358 river street obviously in hackensack where you guys know um i am not talking about the one in jersey city of course i'm talking about the hackensack one on 358 river street um so that's kind of close to where this guy lives and um, speaking of which, um, as my dad and I were driving past the White Mana, um, I saw this guy in there, like through the windows of the restaurant, um, where my dad would sort of make his usual comments of seeing so many people inside these fast food restaurants, like at the McDonald's, the Burger King, um, Wendy's, or etc. Um, so this guy was one of the people I saw in there. Um, I forgot exactly what he'd been wearing that day, nor do I even remember what day it was anymore. Um, but it was one time, and um, through the crowd of people in the restaurant, um, I could obviously tell that it was this guy immediately. Um, so during one of our conversations after we clicked, clocked out um this guy would tell me that he often stopped by white manna to get something for to eat for his lunch for the next day at work at the white camp so i thought that was pretty cool um i don't think he even saw me at all uh, because he was inside with a lot of other people um but i clearly saw him and my dad has no idea that this guy and I pretty much knew each other from the Y camp. Um, he just sort of made a general observation of there's so many people in there. Like, yeah, <laughs> that was that. And um, I think that's all I can say about this guy for now. Um, 
Whenever he and I would walk past each other with our respective camp groups at camp, so me with my kahagan, whatever color I was assigned to for the day, and um, this guy obviously with Teen Venture, um, we'd greet each other. Like I would just give him a casual "Hey, what's up?" kind of thing, and he'd be like, "Howdy," which was hilarious to me for some reason. Like it's just something about about the word "howdy" that cracks me up. Like don't even ask why. Y'all know that your hostess here loves to laugh a lot. Do not freaking question it. Just go with it. So yeah, and also I think this guy um, was the one who taught archery. Um, Archery was one of the activities um, specifically for the older kids at camp. Which in this case would be his his own assigned group of campers you know teen venture archery was only specifically for the older kids um so none of the kahagan campers or the gender-based camp groups like g1 g2 b1 b2 and b3 could participate in that um kahagan definitely couldn't participate in archery that's what i know for sure Um, For their age group, they would be considered too young to participate in that kind of activity. Um, When they reach the age of the teen venture campers, um, they could participate in archery. Um, So that was a blessing for me personally because I legit do not know shit about archery. Nor do I even have the guts to participate in such an activity. Um, I think I'd be dead terrified of the bows and arrows. So yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'll get nervous doing it. So I guess it's a great thing that I wasn't involved with that. Nor Nor were my little Kahagan campers. And um, speaking of archery, I guess I should talk more about another activity, which was the main one at the Y camp. And I bet you all already know what that is. That's right, swimming. I think I have so much to say about swimming. Um, But I guess I'll start off by saying that swimming time was something that all the campers did twice each day. Um... That's how the supervisor explained it to me during my Zoom interview with her about the summer camp staff position. Um, So in the mornings, the campers' swimming lessons were more of a class session. Um, So that included every single camper and every single camp, camp group, you know, including Team Venture. Um, so the lifeguards would be the ones providing swimming instructions to the, to the campers, such as important swimming strokes and all that wonderful stuff. And so that was only in the mornings, uh, morning time period when the campers would have swimming on their schedules in the morning before lunchtime. So yeah, that was morning swim. In the afternoons after lunchtime, so the afternoon swimming time period, that would be considered free swim. 
Um, so that meant that the campers would be paired with a buddy or two, you know, with their fellow campers. Um, depending on who was present at camp on a given day, that they would be, then that would make them be paired in threes. <coughs> yeah. And so the lifeguards would provide them with different colored floating devices, which we nicknamed noodles because of their shape. It's kind of like a U shape. And the campers would jump into the water after their number was called out by the lifeguards. So like who's number one? And then they would both have to raise their hands and say number one. Or if there's three people in the group based on who is absent at camp. That they would have to raise up their hand and say one. Like scream out one after the lifeguard called out their name. You know, just sort of as a way to see if they're paying attention to their number being called, like being alert. So the campers shouldn't be engaged in conversation with each other. Um, if the lifeguards were about to like call them to go into the water for a free swim. And so hopefully um, you guys get the idea. I'm not sure if I explained that properly. Um I'll try my best to clarify it along the way if I ever get the chance, um, which I don't think I will since Anchor would most likely remind me of my one hour recording time limit. And so after all the campers numbers have been called into the water, like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and 10, then yeah, it was just a free swimming time period for all the campers. Um, <clears throat> sorry. So the lifeguards at this point were not teaching them any moves um, because it was free swim time. So they would just be watching over all the campers, you know, as they were enjoying themselves in the water, you know, and obviously making sure that they were safe and everything. And again, hopefully that made much better sense. Um, But again, I'll try my best to clarify stuff along the way. So please just bear with me as I'm trying my best to explain everything to the best of my abilities. Um, So swimming lessons always took place at the beach area, um, which was downwards from the um, general cabin area where the supervisor would give us her morning speech announcements and then we could proceed to the first activity on each of our camp schedules and so speaking of the supervisor um her two daughters were two of the main lifeguards so i'm going to talk about both of those girls right now um, so this woman is blonde and um, so, are, so are her two daughters who are present at camp. A little bit of a tangent, but her eldest daughter is a brunette um, who once visited the camp. And I could tell that this girl was closest to me in age um, because she's the eldest daughter. Um, so the middle daughter... Um, was the blonde girl who served as the main lifeguard um, giving out the instructions to all the campers and showing 
them all the swimming moves and stuff like that um this girl um i'm actually connected with her on linkedin i don't know if she's on instagram or what her username is um but i'm definitely connected with her on linkedin i was the one who sent her a connection request and she accepted it on august 12th which was a thursday and exactly a week after my birthday which is august 5th and um putting my cyber stalking skills to the test i'm looking at her linkedin profile right now and i see that she is currently a foster care family specialist and she is obviously from the new york metropolitan area um, because that's of course where camp oratom was located you know in harriman state park um so i also see that she went to fairfield university which is a private catholic school in connecticut um she's got an impressive educational background from there um because she double majored in sociology slash anthropology along with economics and she did a minor in politics and she and she graduated just last year in may i think and she went to a high school in suffern new york called suffern senior high um which obviously i'm not too familiar with um but i still find it impressive though Um, Her background in sociology slash anthropology sort of helps with her experience as a lifeguard at the Y camp, which she did for that one summer. Um, Her title is actually called Waterfront Director, um, which is pretty close to lifeguard, so it's both one and the same. And um, as of this past September, she's been working full-time as a foster care family specialist for this residential facility in Cannon, New York, um, which I'm not even sure how to like pronounce the name. I think it's Berkshire or something, but I don't know. That name has always been kind of a bit of a tongue twister for me. Um, but yeah, that's what she has been up to for the past six months now, recently. And um, by chance, I have just stumbled upon her Instagram page, which, of course, is a private account. Um, But I do see that she is followed by one of the other female counselors, who is this redheaded girl whom I think I also follow on Facebook. I definitely follow this girl, you know, the redhead on Instagram. That's for sure. Um, But as for this girl who I have been talking about, you know, the blonde girl who's the lifeguard, um, she really looks so much like her mom, you know, who's the supervisor. Um, I always noted the striking resemblance whenever my Kahagan group would go for their swimming lessons. Like, this girl legit looks like her mom. And I think out of all three of the daughters, this girl resembled the mom the most. 
um i kind of forgot how the eldest daughter would look like um because they didn't see her that often that girl often like visited the camp sometimes but not very often but the blonde girl who's the lifeguard she whenever i saw her like i always legit thought of her mom um who again is the supervisor like it's clearly in the eyes like they all have the same eye color which is blue and i personally find blue eyes to be pretty attractive you know both in men and women so i guess that pretty much explains it and um between this girl and the sister the younger sister who was a lifeguard assistant um i don't think i have much to say about the younger sister other than i kind of mentally assume that she's two years younger than this girl this main lifeguard um the sister was the youngest daughter of the supervisor and her husband I didn't have any direct interaction with the younger sister, but I always saw how nice and friendly she was. Um, so this girl, the blonde girl, who's the main lifeguard, um, she was not too bad as a lifeguard. Um, she was actually amazing. Not like super strict at all, but she always made it clear to the campers that they needed to like follow her instructions and you know just do as they're told to do during their morning swimming classes and you know just like pay attention when she was like teaching the class and giving out instructions and stuff yeah and by the way um i have some things to say about the younger sister right now um she too is active on instagram um the younger sister goes to cutstown university which i'm not familiar with but i just learned that it's in pennsylvania and um this girl the younger sister um she's apparently a part of the women's lacrosse team there which is indicative of her most recent post which was about three days ago um she's seen wearing her um lacrosse uniform and everything in the two pictures and the third picture included a younger photo of this girl in a in a green lacrosse costume this girl which i thought was super adorable um this girl is followed by one of the female counselors was this hispanic girl who was also in charge of the waterfront director position um the hispanic girl is whom i'll talk more about in the next episode after this but i'll just say a few quick things about her um her instagram is a private account and i think i just stumbled upon her linkedin profile that's all i can say about this brunette girl for now and so yeah that's pretty much all i can say about this blonde lifeguard and her younger sister for now i know i briefly mentioned a red-haired girl as one of the female counselors um this girl was the one whom i just mentioned was a follower of the blonde lifeguard girl 
on Instagram under her private account. I have so much to say about this girl, you know, the redhead right now. Um, first off, she's super pretty, like drop dead gorgeous. Like she has blue eyes, so I guess that's why I think she's so gorgeous. She's about four years younger than me, and do not ask me exactly how I know this. I just do. <laughs> also, it's implied on her Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. <laughs> so, yep, cyberstalking at its finest. Y'all know me by now. <laughs> anyway, on her Instagram, I see that her latest post was on Thursday, February 16th, with posts of her in Madrid. Yeah, she's currently based in Madrid because, according to her LinkedIn, she went to St. Louis University, um, the campus in Madrid. So, yes, she's in Spain. I'm totally jealous. I wish I had a chance to go to Spain, but my broke ass probably can't even afford it right now. Um, no joke, but... Anyway, this girl appears to be having a blast in those pictures in her latest Instagram post. I know I'd be too if I were in Spain. <laughs> like, Spain is actually one of the places that's included on my imaginary travel bucket list. You know, the bucket list you make where you list the places you want to visit. Yes, yeah, so Spain's on that list. And so is Italy, France, Ireland, uh... Greece, you name it. <laughs> and I just went slightly off topic, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, I do that a lot. Yeah, I learned to get used to it. <laughs> anyway, as I was saying, this girl just graduated from the university, like the St. Louis University. Wait, let me rephrase that. This girl just graduated from the Madrid campus of St. Louis University last year. Um, it doesn't mention what she majored in, um, but she apparently has skills in data entry, as shown in her LinkedIn. Um, she has been working at the Y Summer Camp since June of 2019. So a little over three years right now, um, almost four years. And for her, it's a seasonal position. Um, so I kind of got the feeling that she worked there just this past summer while I was working at the YWCA. Um, but her title is actually listed as program coordinator. Um, but for the most part, she was a counselor at the time when I started working there. I'm not sure what is meant by the program coordinator, as if that's kind of the role of the Filipino girl, like the one coordinating the programs and everything. So, And this girl, the redhead, worked more as the counselor. So I don't know if she sort of got the towels mixed up or something. But yeah, anyway. I think she was in charge of one of the two girls groups, G1 or G2, but I'm not too sure anymore. I think she sort of alternated between each camp group within each two-week session, just sort of, I guess, depending on where the supervisor assigned her for a particular day or week. 
But yeah, as of recently, for almost six months now, this girl has been an English language assistant for this company called Inlace, which is I-N-L-A-E-S, where I'm not sure if I even pronounced that right, but I think that means that apparently she teaches English to some students in Spanish-speaking areas. So you got to keep in mind though, that she's in Spain right now. <coughs> Sorry. So I guess this program sort of offered her the opportunity to teach English to the students. I'm not sure if I'm explaining that properly, um, but I'm looking up the company's name right now and I'm trying my best to paraphrase it. So I guess an easier way to put it is that she's a conversation assistant. Yeah, that's it. But I still think it's pretty cool that she's bilingual. I've taken only two years of Spanish at high school during my time at CHS, you know, community high school in Teaneck. And I hate to say it, but unfortunately my spanish is not the best like i'm not really fluent at all in it like i just learned it in school i don't it's not something that i'm an expert at being fluent in like it's just something i learned along the way at school that's all so yeah i think i've said enough about this girl's social media profiles at camp, she was mostly in charge of either G1 or G2, um, but I think it mostly depended on which group the supervisor had her assigned to on a particular day or week. Only one time she has ever worked alongside me in Kahagan, especially in my blue team. She worked with me in Kahagan blue that one day or two, so... I was fortunately not the sole counselor of the group that day. I had her to help me and I thought it was great. She was such a fantastic help to me that day and I guess the following day as well, depending on which. Um, she was just really great with the campers and engaging with them and getting them to be changed more quickly and on time and not to waste any time at all. Like She was just great at it all. And um, she was the one who followed my lead, uh, though since technically I was the lead counselor for the blue team. So she was there just sort of to decide and pretty much assisting me when necessary. And boy, did I really need all the help I could get. <laughs> yeah, I just feel the need to say one more thing about her Instagram. So there was... One post of hers from August 21st of that year, um, which was a Saturday that included that included four pictures of the Y Camp Olympics. I think I talked about that in the YMCA episode where I mentioned that the two teams were blue and white. I found out that the blue team was the one that actually ended up winning which had been my initial guess when I was making the YMCA episode. <clears throat> because I did say that at first I wasn't sure which team won. But now, seeing the post made me realize that it was the blue team after all. 
so yeah anyway that post was one of this girl's posts that caught my eye because in the list of people who liked it i saw the usernames of the rest of the other counselors including the girl who served as the arts and crafts specialist who apparently does have an an instagram after all it was four photos in a collection post with the first one being of this girl this red-haired girl along with the art specialist girl and along with another girl who served as part of the waterfront director position that other girl who was one of the lifeguards worked alongside the blonde girl as the water front director no the blonde girl whom i just mentioned is the daughter of the supervisor like one of the daughters of the supervisor yeah in that first photo um these three girls have their faces painted blue well slightly painted a little bit i mean their faces weren't like completely painted blue but it was just so to represent the blue team and their victory and i won't go into too much detail over the rest of the photos which included another counselor group photo which i don't think i was apparently a part of um, because i wasn't exactly sure who won at the time or it could also be the fact that i didn't get the memo that it was time to pose for a group photo Um, but that's all right because i feel like there were a few other counselors who were not pictured either like it is what it is i guess (laughs) so one of the first people to like the photo like this girl's post i guess was um this one girl who went to montclair state with me um who was also an sem student like me and was involved with the university's campus newspaper called the montclairian um so a slight tangent about that girl from msu um but a few weeks ago um on february 14th was her birthday um so she was born on valentine's day isn't that adorable she just turned 22 and she uses they them pronouns um but she was very nice and i've interacted with her a lot during my time at montclair i've seen her a lot in the sem building um i forgot what her major was but I think she was a TVDM major, which stands for Television and Digital Media. That was one of the broad major fields in the SEM in their undergraduate program. And so this girl is apparently a mutual friend of the red-haired girl from the Y camp. I need her both close to each other in age, so I'm kind of I always kind of wondered how the counselor knew this MSU girl. Like, how did they even know each other? You know, especially since this red-haired girl is now in Spain. 
I guess they've known each other for a long time, probably their entire lives or something, but who knows? And let me just give myself another water break. I'm so sorry my throat is just acting weird right now. <clears throat> okay yeah i'm back so wait so yeah anyway besides this msu girl other people who liked this red-haired girl's post were some of the other co-counselors and lifeguards including the art specialist arts and crafts specialist girl like i just mentioned Um, so the other co-counselors who liked and commented on the post, I was able to see their usernames on Instagram, some of whom had private accounts. Um, so one of them was this guy who this girl apparently had a crush on and was dating at the time. So now I'm going to talk about this guy for a bit. Um, He was on the white team and this girl was on the blue team. But in the second, third and fourth photos of her post, they were both posing together for the pictures. Taken by who? I do not remember, but it certainly was not me. It was probably one of the other counselors or a specialist or something i think it was the woman in my kahagan group (coughs) sorry on the green team who took that picture um she herself was not pictured so i don't know um but in the second and fourth photos this the red-haired girl and this guy were seen posing together by themselves making cute little faces and stuff like that for the camera while also being arm in arm with each other in the third photo it was a counselor group photo so obviously this girl and this guy were standing together posing for the picture (coughs) sorry i don't know what's up with my throat <coughs> Sorry. So, um, since the blue team won that year, the girl captioned the post with the short little statement. Um, I don't remember exactly what it was. But she included a hashtag with the word CHAMPS written in all caps. Um, followed by a blue heart and a finally LOL written in parentheses. I guess the finally shows that the white team had always been the victorious ones. Um, before the blue team finally won that once. 
But anyway, the comments stood out to me because the co-counselors were messaging and replying to each other. Some commentators even included a few personal friends of this girl. Like I saw like three people whom I initially started wondering if these friends of hers were also involved in working at the Y camp at that time only to look it up and realize that that was not the case that these were just friends of this girl whom she'd known personally from either at school or at home or something (coughs) sorry again not necessarily from the camp yeah i was able to confirm that they did not work with her at the camp that summer with us um they were just her personal friends and acquaintances but the other comments definitely included the camp staff that summer um including this guy on the white team of course so now i'm gonna talk about this guy for a little bit um so he was one of the male counselors who was in charge of one of the three boys teams b1 b2 b3 i can't exactly remember which one he was in charge of but he is about five years younger than me i know this Um, Because he once mentioned that he had been planning to go to Boston University. From my extensive internet research and cyber stalking. I was able to confirm that he was the right guy. um, Because I found an article that associated him with Boston U. Which was this community service thing that has him listed as a volunteer for sergeant 24 now i'm not sure what sergeant means but the 24 means that he'll probably graduate from boston u next year so that's how i know that he's currently 20 years old at the time of the y camp program he was only 19 and this girl is about a year older than him um making her about 21 right now i found out that this red-haired girl is an aries so sometime in april um she'll be 22 this guy is actually pictured in that boston u article photo as one of three volunteers and he was wearing his mask he along with another male student who is black Um, or seen wearing masks and the female student in the photo whose face is not clearly seen i assume she's wearing a mask as well this article was posted on november 28th 2022 which was a monday so this guy's instagram username includes numbers that make you think that his birthday is on march 16th which is actually the same birthday as one of my female friends from high school community high school who's that blonde girl and his friend group yeah so his username consisted of his last name and the four digits that imply march 16th as his date of birth 
and um and looking up his name some photos and articles are tied to his name that make you believe that he was also involved with the boys basketball team at leonia high school and apparently he has a podcast in nba therapy with some other guy whose indian name i cannot even pronounce no offense and looking up the other guy's name online um i found out that he's a senior studying computer science at boston u that's the indian guy i'm talking about not this guy at the y camp himself so this guy himself who's the y camp counselor his name was included as one of the male athletes on the north jersey um interscholastic conference for baseball in the liberty division underneath the section of leonia <laughs> which is the town for leonia high school um where he apparently attended and where he apparently is from i am a little bit familiar with the leonia area um because it's obviously not too far from little ferry leonia is a part of bergen county um which is right by teaneck also in bergen county of course <laughs> so i legit had no idea that this guy actually lived close by to me um but yeah he chose to go to college that's like so far away you know boston u i mean i guess it was a personal choice for him to go there um but i don't think i personally could ever have the guts to go to a school like that far away from my family and everything i know so this guy's podcast on nba therapy which he makes with this indian friend from boston u that makes him appear appear in more internet research articles and google images and the podcast is apparently available here on anchor and anchor does have the ability to make podcasts become available on spotify um so i assume i'll be able to find this show on spotify and start to follow it and this guy too if he still uh remembers me which i doubt at this point um yeah and um speaking of spotify and anchor um i know that spotify well anchor i mean i know that anchor is just about getting ready to remind me of my one hour time limit um yeah i've used only 54 minutes so far um but i know that in another minute um it's gonna remind me about my one hour time limit so you guys just be patient with me as i make another uh segment to this part of the episode and um yeah and i'll give myself a quick water break and i'll pick up with the rest you know in a little bit so yeah just hang in there y'all i appreciate your patience thanks and i'm back y'all as i was saying 
Um, so this guy, um, the male counselor, um, I hate to say this out loud, but this guy apparently just lost his grandmother pretty recently this past Sunday, February 19th. She was apparently 90 years old, God bless her soul, and she was originally from Tenafly. I am slightly familiar with Tenafly, but I don't think I've ever physically been there. This woman was actually born in Jamesburg, which is in Middlesex County, and I don't think I'm familiar with Jamesburg, the city, um, but this woman was apparently a native New Jerseyan her entire life and I give her kudos for that you know born in the Garden State and died in the Garden State I'm not poking fun or anything I'm just stating a fact and 90 years is a full long life so I'll say it again may God bless this woman's soul hopefully she's resting peacefully <clears throat> sorry for all of eternity this guy's name was included as one of this woman's grandchildren, which made me realize that he isn't an only child. Um, so he must have other siblings as well. I'm not sure if they're older or younger than him, but he obviously is not an only child after all. And um, I have actually seen one younger photo of this woman when she was a younger woman and I have to say she was actually quite gorgeous in her youth. In the photo I think she looked like she was either in her 20s or early 30s or something but I definitely saw a bit of a resemblance between this woman and this guy you know who's her grandson. This guy looks a bit like his grandmother, it's in their facial structure. I think the obituary implied that this woman was the mother of this guy's mom. Um, but I don't want to make any false, false assumptions. Um, but I do send my mental condolences to this guy, though. Um, I'm able to find his Facebook profile, and his cover photo includes him as a baseball player on the field. So that's pretty cool, in my opinion. His profile picture includes him posing with another guy, you know, who's a black dude, probably at Leonia High or something. He has 74 friends, one of whom, of course, includes his female lover, you know, the redheaded girl, of course. Some, surprisingly, he's also friends with the woman who served as the camp program director at the Y, you know, that blonde woman whom I talked an earful about with their profile picture of her posing with their sister-in-law and two other women. Again, I didn't recognize this woman at first from the Y camp with their hair down and in, in, in a dress and everything. Like I was literally just so used to seeing her dressed in camp attire and wearing a cap and sunglasses and all that stuff. Yeah, I've already said all I need to say about her. Um, so, about this guy, most of his friends included on Facebook, I mean, um, it, it mostly includes people whom he went to Leonia High with. One of his friends includes this girl who shares the same first name as me, spelled with an H, obviously. 
Um, so this girl is super pretty and is from Edgewater and she apparently goes to Montclair State and is either a junior or a senior senior there right now. And her last name, which starts with an R, sounds either Hispanic or Italian. Um, this guy has only 11 posts on his Instagram. His most recent post ever um, was two months ago, back in December, on December 12th, which was a Monday, in which he captioned having a quote-unquote Miles Teller semester, <laughs> which I think is super adorable and hilarious. Um, I sort of know who Miles Teller is. Um, I feel like I've seen him in a movie somewhere. I don't know. But yeah, anyway, I definitely... It definitely sounds like this guy's like lighthearted like personality, which I remembered so well from the white camp. So yeah, that post consisted of ten photos, one of which included him kissing the red-haired girl. So I guess that answered my million-dollar question of if he and that girl were still st- still seeing each other outside of the white camp after all this time. And um, apparently this girl had taken the time to come over to visit him on campus at Boston U at some point. Even though her her own Instagram posts include her being currently based in Madrid. On Instagram, this guy is followed by his redheaded girlfriend, obviously. And, you know, the guy whom I just talked about as having been in charge of the teen venture camp group um his girlfriend obviously liked the post and so did the filipino girl who served as the camp program director um she's apparently following this guy too and she was one of the first people to like this guy's posts i just recently liked the post so that hopefully it would give this guy a sense of who I am so that he'll remember me more clearly and now it's like how can he not remember me after all this time like obviously stood out like a sore thumb of my constant laughing habit which everyone was used to even all the campers including the oldest ones at the teen venture camp group so yeah I know I already said so much about this guy but He certainly liked and commented on this girl's post about the blue team taking the championship of the Y Camp Color Wars. The co-counselors were messaging each other, oh, I love you, in a friendly kind of way. Um, But this guy and this girl said it to each other in a more affectionate way to show that they're boyfriend and girlfriend. And of course, so did the girl who served as the arts and crafts specialist. Um, She said it to her boyfriend, who was the guy who served as one of the main counselors for the Cahagan team. Um, Those two also exchanged their I loves yous with each other. So yeah, everyone's apparently coupling it up in a a relationship and I'm like the fifth wheel or whatever still single and watching other people be couples coupled up like yeah (laughs) constant reminder (laughs) but yeah anyway at the white camp this guy was not only in charge of one of the three boys teams um, but he was also the fishing specialist 
he was a true expert on fishing. Um, whenever my Kahagan Blue team had fishing class, um, which would sometimes take place after the Kahagan team's afternoon free time swimming lesson, I would have to ask this guy to help me um, carry the fishing rod and all the physical equipment um, because I am literally no expert at all on fishing, nor am I physically strong enough to carry the rods or anything without like trying to hurt myself or anything. Um, So yeah, this guy was usually kind enough to help me out in that regard, you know, getting the rods for myself and my Cahagon Blue Campers. And we would follow him to the lake area where we would go fishing. Um, We would use a piece of a hot dog sausage as bait for the fish in the water. Um, So this guy would go inside a camp dining room, you know, to meet with the supervisor's assistant, you know, the blonde woman with the glasses, to provide him with all the equipment, you know, like the hot dog and the cup, you know, along with the buckets, you know, just all the necessities for the uh, fishing activity. Yeah, it was super fun for me, and I always laughed my ass off whenever the campers felt that they were able to feel the fish get the food, you know, catching the fish themselves. It was just fun to me, like, I learned to be a little bit of an expert at fishing, not exactly 100% though, um, because fishing was one of the activities I would see taking place at the lake, at the my park, whenever I would go for my walks, especially during the spring or summer. Yeah, I would see people, you know, mostly men fishing, so I would usually wonder to myself how these people were such experts at fishing. Um, so yeah, it was great fun for me. <laughs> and yeah, another last thing to say about this guy is that he shares the same first name as the Filipino boy in my Kahagan group. Well, specifically in my Kahagan Blue group. Yeah. Yeah, but both their names are spelled differently. Um, this guy himself, his name is spelled with an I. And um, the boy, the Filipino boy in my group, his name is spelled with an E. And yeah, that same boy in my group, the Filipino boy, um, he was always assigned to my team specifically, Team Blue. So that has never changed. He's always been my assigned camper, no matter what color he's been in. Like I always was his assigned counselor. And this boy was the one whom I mentioned in some few previous episodes ago about being one of the campers who had both before care and after care at the Y. And yeah, I went into that tangent about how I initially didn't know that before care was a thing. So whenever I would see this boy like before the morning dismissal, I, like I would be like, how did you get here? And I didn't see your mom sign you in. And that's when the supervisor's assistant, you know, the blonde woman with the glasses, um, she would explain to me that, oh, this kid has before care. So um, his mom had already signed him in already. And so it's like, oh. But then now, like, during the afternoon dismissal, now it's just a matter of figuring out, like, is he staying for aftercare or, like, he and his brother, I mean. His brother was one of the older kids in the B 
one of the other boys groups you know one of the older kids like you know are they staying for aftercare or is their mom like freakishly late or yeah so yeah i'm gonna get into that a little bit more but i wish that the ymca like we had a structured list of which camper was staying like for before care or after care um, because you know i sometimes would be standing there like an idiot like sort of wondering like is this kid like staying for after care or is his mom like supernaturally tardy or like the hell's going on and then the supervisor's assistant would tell me yeah this kid does have after school after all like both him and his brother so i could feel free to like clock myself out you know at five on the dot and yeah so yeah that filipino boy was mostly quiet mostly well behaved and everything and yeah and the first time when we had fishing with this guy this guy like said to this kid hey you and i both like share the same first name and everything like it was so cool and hilarious so yeah and this kid was definitely an expert at the fishing like i mean he didn't really like catch fish but he just learned how to like use the rod or throw the pieces of the hot dog into the water and yeah the guy was it was good at teaching my kahagan blue about campers about fishing and yeah that was pretty much all i have to say for this guy for now <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah about this guy um yeah i think that's all i said i kind of lost track of what i had been saying before Oh yeah, it was something, yeah, it was definitely the post of this guy's girlfriend, you know, the red-haired female counselor, yeah, she made, she posted about that blue team, like, winning, and so, yeah, obviously this guy commented, um, but the other girl who also commented on that photo as well, um, um, was this Hispanic girl, um, who served as one of the lifeguards. And yeah, I'm gonna talk about her in the following episode, like right after this. Yeah, I think I've talked enough about some of my coworkers already and their personal social medias and stuff like that and their life like outside the camp and everything. And yeah, Anchor was definitely going to remind me about my one hour time limit um so i definitely must not take that chance of speaking any further um which is why i gotta cut it short for now and wrap it up right here which i hate to do but you know anchor <laughs> sorry i still have so much tea to spill about each of my former ymca co-workers <laughs> sorry I feel like I have not said enough about them um, because I've been doing episodes lately that just include my YWCA co-workers and you know that's just how I have it all planned out mentally um, but for now stay tuned to the next episode where I talk more about this girl and other co-workers that I can remember from the top of my head. Um, I also have some personal information about the 
girl who served as the arts and crafts specialist, uh, you know, such as her social media and her LinkedIn. So um, I'll definitely talk about that as well in the upcoming episode. Um, In the meantime, if you have any questions, comments, or you know, just general constructive feedback about my show. Um, please don't be afraid to hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, Tumblr, and, you know, a million other places on social media. That also includes Spotify. Like, yeah, hit me up on Spotify if that's even, like, possible. <laughs> You know, like, follow this show on Spotify, I guess it's what I mean. But, yeah, I am mostly very active on Instagram, and I have two accounts. Uh, my personal, which is Summer Girl of 97 that's S-U-M-M-E-R-G-I-R-L-O-F-9-7, Summer Girl of 97 and my professional account, which is Sarah underscore journalist. Um, that's my name, Sarah, spelt with an H, underscore, and the word journalist. In the meantime, I wish y'all an amazing week and everything. Mm-hmm.